Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Sulecki. And I'm PJ Doran. And this week we have Cooper McDonald as our guest. Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Get your tickets at MotoAmerica.com. Come out and check out nine rounds of the best racing on two wheels. All 20 Ono Superbike races this season are going to air live on Fox Sports along with the King of the Baggers series and the Liquawali Junior Cup will also be airing on Fox Sports. Supersport races this season are going to air live on MAV-TV, so don't miss a minute of the action. If you can't make it to the track, I encourage you to get a hold of Moto America Live Plus for streaming. That's where I check out all the weekend's action. They have you covered from Friday morning till Sunday afternoon. It's going to be an incredible season. The first event is coming up this weekend, April 30th through May 2 at Road Atlanta. Tickets available at MotoAmerica.com forward slash tickets. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The latest in racing from the industry, we have results from Salt Lake City Supercross round 16. This is first of two rounds in Salt Lake City, and the second round is the final for the season, so that's coming up next week. But uh, let's talk about this last weekend. In the 450 class, we have a new winner. Marvin Muskin breaks through and wins the overall for first, followed by the points leader, Cooper Webb. And first time on the box this season, Malcolm Stewart takes his Yamaha to third place, so that was some great racing in the 450 class. That puts your standings at Cooper Webb with a lead of 362 points over Ken Roxon, who's 22 points back, which means he's not mathematically eliminated from capturing the championship, but boy, he's going to need a lot of help if he's going to pull that off. Eli Tomac, defending champ, sitting in third. He is 50 points back and mathematically eliminated from the championship. So in the 250 Supercross East Series, we've got another new winner in in that uh, series. We've got Joe Shimoda takes his pro circuit Kawasaki to first place overall. First time winner for the rookie followed by Jet Lawrence on his Honda, and third was Colt Nichols on his star racing Yamaha. Now, Colt is your points leader at 187 points over Joe Shimoda, sitting uh, 23 points back, followed by third is Kristen Craig, who's 29 points back. And that's the East versus West at that event as well. Looking forward to it. Sadly, uh, Ken Roxon just was unable to really put it together. He came home sixth place in the final along with Eli, a distant 10th. Uh, my man Eli just didn't have it on the night. No, he didn't. And Roxon led for most of the moto and uh, just threw it away in a simple corner and kind of watched his season evaporate, I think. We're going to wait and see. You never know. Anything can happen in that final round. As you know, Supercross is volatile. Anything can happen. 
This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, in 1948, the motorcycle lane speed record, 150.3 miles an hour, was set by a rider using a unique technique on the motorcycle. Name the rider and the motorcycle brand and what technique did he use? We'll be back with the answer after we talk to our guest, Cooper McDonald. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto today, super fast Moto America racer, Cooper McDonald. Welcome to the show, Cooper. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. So what are you up to, man? I guess you're getting ready for uh, one might call it a last minute fill-in ride, but nonetheless, you're going racing again, just as you have the last couple of seasons in the Moto America series. Yeah, I've been working out basically every single day or at my job, working out every single day and trying to prepare for this uh, Moto America season. And I wasn't quite sure if I was going to be able to do it until I got offered the uh, substitute ride. But since I was given the opportunity, um, I, I, I can't wait to get back on the grid with these guys and try out the 600 class. Um, I know a lot of people are moving up this year and I thought, why not now? I think that's great news, Cooper. And I know you've got some time on the 600. I, you raced the uh, Daytona 200 back in 2018. I raced the 200. That was actually uh, my first performance ever on a uh, R6. Well, I, I did a test the weekend before uh, in New Orleans, and then we went to Daytona and then had a pretty uh, solid weekend there. I have about a full club racing season on a 600. Uh, that's about it. And a couple tests to get ready for Atlanta. So I'm still really new to the bike, but I, I feel like I'm adapting really quick. And I feel like uh, this season's going to be something special for sure. So what's that like jumping from the from the twin to the 600? Is there what's it? How hard is that for you to adapt, say, going from the big, big bike to the smaller bike? I don't even say big bike, smaller bike, but actually less horsepower, I guess. The twins bikes, you know, they, they're, they're only making about 95 horsepower and these things make about 120. So it's a 30 horsepower difference. Um, and you know, you can feel the speed for sure. The one thing that I would say is the biggest difference from jumping from the twin scup to the super sport is the ability for the bike to handle. I feel like the 600s handle so much better compared to the twin and you can actually ride the bike in the middle of the corner instead of just uh, holding on and just trying to find grip. The grip's there on the 600, and uh, there's no problems at all with it. So you can really focus on pushing really hard without having any problems. I feel like the 600's more of a race bike, whereas the Twins are not built for that specific race pace. Um, I, I feel like the 600's are better for race pace, for sure. Well, they definitely are. Um, they were engineered with the idea to go racing as a primary design concern. You're, you're absolutely right, Cooper, versus the twins that were 
realistically engineered as street bikes, and then they got co-opted into their duty as race bikes, and they're heck of they're good ones for sure. You've got a pretty exciting opportunity, as you were mentioning, to go riding with Altus this uh, first couple of rounds. Are you working with your teammates? I know a friend of the show, Jake Lewis, is going to be a teammate of yours, at least for the time that you're on the bike. You know, I, ha I haven't actually been able to uh, test with any of the boys uh, or uh, get any time on, on the Suzuki. So the first time I'm getting on the bike is at Road Atlanta. And hopefully I can use the data with uh, Jarrett and, and see uh, what I need to do to get up to speed. Atlanta's a pretty good track for me. I've only been there a few times, uh, two or yeah, three times I've been to Atlanta. So it's still, you know, a, a relatively new track, but I feel like I go pretty good there. But I, I'm excited to compare notes with Jake Lewis and Jarrett and see... Uh, where exactly I'm at. I, I know that the data is going to be a lot different just because I'm a lot smaller rider and I'm a lot lighter of a rider just because I'm five foot four. And uh, in, in comparison to notes with how to set up the bike, it's completely different. But in terms of how to get fast, it's the same. So hopefully working with them, I'll be able to figure out the perfect setup. When do you get to fly down to Atlanta? I presume you're flying or are you driving? I'm flying to Atlanta on uh, Thursday morning. I'm flying in early Thursday and then walking the track that afternoon, getting through tech. Race weekend starts on Friday. So, yeah, I'll be down there from Thursday to Sunday, which is race day. Well, it's awesome that you're getting a, a chance to at least start the season with some people uh, in the Moto America pits. I know you've had some really good success the last couple of years, and it would have been a shock not to see you out there this season. So we're stoked that you're going to be out there. Have you got plans? If this were the end of the ride uh, after VIR, where you're planning to go, would you? do you have other ride plans for the season? Are you going to continue club racing, that kind of thing? Or what's, the, what's that look like for you? I mean, as of right now, I don't have anything set in stone. I'm going to take this race by race. And um, after the first two rounds, we'll assess and see how we did in the super sport class. I still got my Twins Cup license for this year. So from that point, I'll just figure out whether I'm ready to move up to super sport and take out the uh, one of my personal bikes and see if I can make a couple of the rounds throughout the rest of the year or stepping back down to Twins Cup on the Yamaha and trying to get a couple wins in that class. It just depends on how, you know, the Twins Cup class does with that Aprilia. And if, if we're still competitive on the Yamaha, we're going to want to run that class. But honestly, just waiting on the Aprilias and seeing if it's even a logical idea to bring out the Yamaha yeah, if, if it's not competitive for the win, we don't want to do it. So we're just going to watch Road Atlanta. We're going to watch VIR, look at the times, compare the times, see if it's something we can compete with. If we can compete, you'll see me in the Twins Cup class. If not, then we're going to keep looking at the 600 class. So I, I haven't uh, confirmed a full season, but I'm going to try to be out there uh, as many races of this season that I can to keep pushing forward. Where's home base for you, Cooper? I'm in Oklahoma. I'm with Altus in Oklahoma. Oh, gotcha. So that makes the, the, the middle of the country. There's a number of tracks uh, that are in easy reach and east and west coast. You're, you're right up the middle. That's got to be exciting. Do you do a lot of racing in Texas? That's actually where I got my start was uh, t racing in Texas uh, in the CMRA series and then in Oklahoma with the one track in Hallett. 
at Hallett Motor Racing Circuit. I, I, I do quite a bit of riding at that track in Oklahoma. There's a couple tracks in the Dallas area that we go down and test at. There's a track down in Houston. So yeah, I, I definitely hit a couple of the Texas tracks for sure. And what about, uh, as I understand it, Mr. Uh, Schwantz is someone that you call a confidant slash uh, mentor. Is that right? Um, yeah, he he's actually one of my sponsors, mentor. He's going to be uh, helping me out this season with trying to get me to these first two rounds for sure. He's going to be helping me get to them and uh, helping support me on that Suzuki ride. But he's always been helping me since the beginning of my Moto America experience. And this year he told me that he, he still wanted to help. And, you know, it's an honor to be working with him and him helping me out is just really, really cool. So yeah, I I can't thank him enough for uh, all of his help. Yeah. It's gotta be awesome to have uh, somebody like that in your corner, a multi-time champion and a world champion at that got to be thinking uh he knows what he's talking about when he gives advice most guys pay attention right absolutely yeah any anything that he says i'm almost grabbing a notepad and writing it down any anything that he says i I take to heart and i take everything he says very seriously you know any advice that he gives to me i take it if anybody knows it, he does he's a fun guy to talk to as well i mean he's very serious about his racing business right but he's uh He's a pretty fun cat to be around uh entertaining. Yes, he is. Mhm. Yeah, he yeah, he has he he has the best stories for sure. He's one of the nicest people to anybody, you know, anybody can walk up to him and he'll treat you amazing. He's just an all-around great person and treats everyone with the same amount of respect. So what are you doing with your time, Cooper, if you uh until very recently, perhaps we're not planning on a Moto America ride. Uh, obviously, you mentioned your training. Do you have a day job you have to report to like the rest of us suckers? Yes, I do. I'm I'm a waiter at a restaurant. It's definitely quite the feeling going from racing at 160 miles an hour <laughs> back to your day job, you know. Um, but, you know, I do enjoy my job. As long as I have to, I'm going to be a waiter, but hopefully motorcycle racing can take over eventually. Yeah, it's called paying your dues, and you're young enough that uh, it's part of the deal for for everyone. The younger you are, the more it seems uh, that things take forever, even though they aren't. So you're doing awesome, by the way, Cooper, and just the fact that you got this call shows that uh, your talents are recognized by the industry and and people around you. So keep doing what you're doing, man. What are you uh, looking forward to uh, the most about the the upcoming uh, summer? I mean, it's you're you're a young enough man. Summer is pretty cool, even if you aren't racing. Oh, you know, I, I'm re- I really really enjoy being at the track. Uh, even even if I'm not riding, just the atmosphere of being at the track is what I love to do. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for this summer. Hopefully, the COVID stipulations. Uh, come to a close fairly soon so things can be back to normal but yeah i'm I'm really excited to get back on track i've been on track once since laguna and that and that was for a test to make sure i was uh all up to speed on the 600 and the test went great but uh i'm definitely missing the track so i'm looking most forward to atlanta to get on that suzuki and try to get it as dialed in as possible and try to get the best results I can so I can keep pushing for a championship in the future. That's definitely the thing I'm looking forward to the most. 
Well, that's awesome. And what Cooper, is it a family tradition in your, uh, in your world? Uh, they'll go into the track watching racing, actually racing. Is it something that's, uh, been in your family or are you a first timer? Oh yeah, it, it's it, it has ran in the family for a long, long time. My grandpa used to race, not necessarily road race. He did a lot of he, he did some boat racing and some motocross. And my dad and my uncle used to flat track and road race. My uncle worked as the mechanic for the uh, factory Honda team in the eighties, and my dad actually rode for Honda in. Um, 1982 and he won the championship in 82 flat tracking no road racing oh right uh, on. he was yeah he was the formula two champion in 1982 oh right on honda. my uncle worked for honda and then uh he uh was the mechanic on the lucky strike yamaha team it's definitely ran in the family for a long time and my brother raced before me in 2006 and 2007 in the super sport series so, yeah, I, I, you could say it's ran in the family for a really long time. That's awesome. Uh, it means uh, there's commitment from top to bottom, and I'm sure you got a lot of support coming from home and probably elsewhere as well. As our time wraps up, Cooper, I want to give you a chance to thank any of those people that have helped you in your racing that we haven't maybe mentioned thus far. You know, I'd like to thank everybody that's uh, helping me get back on this tra on the track. Altus for giving me the ride. Without them, I, I, I wouldn't be out there at all. BartCon Racing for continuing their support even though i'm not riding under their tent this weekend they're still going to be supporting me cg law cody gayer in oklahoma uh, is a small law firm if you get injured call him he's definitely the guy in oklahoma and he's helping me out so i i, I can't thank him enough and also brand 34 for helping me out knn for their support all the guys at altus george at altus thank you guys so much well, that's awesome, Cooper. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that uh, the leathers fit as you were trying them on when we got got to air today. Hope they everything works out and you have a super successful this weekend, this coming weekend at Road Atlanta. We'll see you at the track, bud. Thanks for joining us today. They fit great, and thank you for having me. This week's Pit Pass trivia question was, in 1948, the motorcycle land speed record of 150.3 miles an hour was set by a rider using a unique technique on the motorcycle. Name the rider and the motorcycle brand in what has been described as the most famous picture in motorcycle history. And what technique did he use? The answer, of course, the rider was rolling free, riding a Vincent Black Lightning at the Bonneville Salt Flats in his unique riding position was... Lying prone across the back of the motorcycle for wind resistance, Dave, he was also known to be wearing uh, swim trunks, as we know it from the famous photo, and it's called doing a Raleigh Free now uh, whenever somebody does it at the track. In upcoming news, what do we got? We've got the final round of Supercross coming up at Salt Lake City, round 17, which will be this Saturday, May 1st. And that's also going to feature the East-West Shootout, where you've got two championships decided by one final moto event. So that's really something to see. I hope everybody gets out and checks it out. We've also got GNCC, the Hoosier at Ironman Raceway in Crawfordsville, Indiana, which will be this weekend, May 1st and 2nd. We also have the MotoGP of Spain from the Jerez Circuit this weekend, May the 2nd. And of course, as mentioned, Moto America at Road Atlanta in conjunction with AFT at the, in conjunction with AFT, 
They are holding the Atlanta Super TT. You can get out there and get yourself a super ticket for both events. Thank you again for our guests for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you can never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com, where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Howerson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Colt now. I'm PJ. And I'm Dave. We'll see you next week. Have a good wheelie. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.